Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about the things that you fear that arise in stillness. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so let's start with a quote. This is something I wrote in our text message community the other day. I said, The things you fear when you're still are the things you avoid when you're not. The things you fear when you are still are the things you avoid when you are not. So see how that one lands in your system, in the stillness of your system. So let's focus on that word to begin, still. This doesn't have to be physically still, but what I'm pointing to is those moments where we get quiet enough to actually listen to what is rumbling beneath the surface, the activity of our heart, the depth of who we are, or even just our subconscious mind, the deeper layers of our mind that have an intuition around what is happening in our life, decisions we've made, things that have been subtle betrayals against what Mary Oliver might call the soft animal of our body. Now, these are the things that we start to tune into when we step out of the story of our life, or we could just say the momentum of our life. I know I've talked about that quite a bit on this podcast, but I think it's always worth repeating what that is pointing to. The momentum being the very understandable flow of thoughts, emotions, behaviors that we get into, that we kind of just repeat and follow out of habit or out of fear, or because it's comfortable or good enough, that isn't necessarily aligned with a spark of aliveness within us, a voice of deeper truth within us. It's the story of our life. Oh, this is what you should do at this age, and this is what you should do in this relationship, or this is how things go after this amount of time, or this, or that, or this, or that. So all these stories that we have that we can utilize to override a sense of something beneath the surface that might be pointing us in a different direction. And I would argue nearly 100% of us do this in some way, shape, or form, where we are enamored by a certain way of living our life, a story that we've been told, that we have an opportunity to pursue it, and the excitement of that story, the excitement that the ego feels, pulls us into it even when something else beneath the surface might be telling us otherwise. Or there's a sense of safety that comes with a certain way of living, or being with a certain person, or having a certain job, or making certain decisions, that 
even though we sense uh, this, this isn't quite it, it feels kind of off, or I'm not fully myself like I was you know, three years ago or five years ago when I was doing that thing, and then something in me really opened up, and that felt really true. We, we have this sense of, mm, maybe it's not it, but it's good for this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason. Again, I have so much uh, sympathy for that process and forgiveness <laughs> in myself and everyone because it's just, it's so hard to work with all the things that are pulling us and all the directions we're being pulled in and all the ways we compromise. Um, we have a lot of needs. Being human is, is complex. But when you do drop into stillness, when you do take a moment to step out of that momentum and noise, uh, the surface level noise of your life, and really listen, hmm, well, often the fear that arises in that space of your being is related to the things that you're subconsciously avoiding when you're doing, when you're engaged in the world. And when the story of our life is loud enough and we're moving quickly enough and we're distracted, we don't have to feel the depth of this pain, which is why we can get addicted to being busy. It's not a very peaceful way of busyness because we're still running from something even though we could get excited and enthusiastic about where we're going, what we're doing, and building, like all of that's fun for sure. But if it requires us to be going, going, going in order to be okay, because anytime we slow down, we sense, oh, there's something beneath the surface that's telling me maybe this isn't it. Well, there's like that's basically the definition of not being at peace. So, as I said, uh, being human, making decisions, navigating all these internal processes is very difficult. And if you find yourself caught in a bind of some sort, or like, what do I do? Or I see that I'm living a life that's not fully aligned, but I don't know how to get out of it. One, just take a breath. You don't need to create extra suffering for yourself by beating yourself up over it. But if you're feeling pulled to explore what is this and how might I get back in alignment? Then the first step is just to have a more honest relationship with that fear and take more time in that stillness. Again, this doesn't need to be sitting down on a cushion meditating. It could be walking in nature. It could be lying in bed uh, before you're falling asleep where you're just listening. Or, and I really like this one, the early moments of the morning right when you wake up, you know, those moments where we don't really have our defenses online, the brain is still remembering, oh, who am I and what's my life all about? Those moments, those are really precious moments. Use that to just feel in. It's like, oh, yeah, what comes up for me in this space when I start to reflect on where my life is at right now and maybe a big decision I need to make? You know, what's the first impulse that arises before you have to convince yourself of the story, right? Because we can all do that, and we all do that in a lot of ways. Right? You get still, really quiet, really grounded in yourself, and then go, oh yeah, this, that job, or this house, 
or this person or this conversation, whatever the thing is you're, you're working with, and just see, like, wow, how does, what comes up in relationship to it? If there's fear, there's a chance that whatever that thing is, is not aligned with something deep in you. And who knows what that deeper thing within you actually is? Is it your soul's path? Is it your karmic path? Is it your subconscious mind? Is there some divine offering that is yours and yours alone that is telling you where to go? That one is way above my pay grade. What I will say is that it is one of the only things we have in terms of an inner compass that keeps us aligned with the felt sense of who we are and making sure that our life is lining up with that felt sense. And so if we're overriding this deep thing, wherever it comes from, whoever gave it to us, wherever it originated, doesn't matter. If we are overriding that with the story, the surface level story of our mind, then we are going to feel more and more disconnected. Because in that space of, of stillness where you're not caught up in who you are, all your ideas, cultural ideas, you're not caught up in activity and busyness and all the noise that we can use to distract ourselves and like entertain ourselves like a slot machine, right? Like what fulfills you when there's nothing is what now is what you're now touching in that space of stillness. And if something is buzzing or there's a lot of fear in that space, it's an indication that something is off. And so really amazing that we can use that as a compass of sorts and go, oh, yeah, what is coming up here? Why do I feel this resistance? Why do I feel this tension? And, um, and what's it trying to tell me? And just start there. Even if you did nothing more than that, you know, you let the heat of that honesty cook you and shed the layers, uh, burn off the layers that are keeping you from following whatever that, that pulse of truth is. So you, you really can trust keeping yourself present with the truth that is arising to, to transform you. And there are other strategies we talk about on this podcast for how to have difficult conversations and work through all of that. And in the next couple of days, I will do some stuff on um, conflict avoidance based on a book by my friend Jason Gaddis. So more to come on that. But for now, trust what comes up in stillness. And if you feel, if you feel inspired to stay with it, then carve out some time to drop in, to feel it, and listen. What are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to tell me? You don't need to have all the answers in one moment. So just develop a love, uh, a loving relationship to that curiosity and that deeper truth within you. All right. So that's all for now. Uh, Again, this was based off of a quote from our text message community. If you are in the U.S. or Canada and would like to be a part of that, I do send out these texts uh, almost daily, basically daily, even Saturdays and Sundays. They're short snippets, short quotes like this, and um, people really appreciate them. Uh, and so I am loving offering them as a 
another supplemental teaching, like a quick thing you get on your phone. And so if you want to be part of that, just text the word podcast to the number one six three one three zero five two eight seven four. Very sorry for folks outside of US and Canada. This is not yet available. Uh, the company is working to make it available to other countries. So we'll keep you updated when that is true. And if you'd like to come to the next masterclass, that will be October 20th, 7 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, where uh, we'll be talking about relaxation strategies, my best tips and practices for cultivating deep relaxation. Again, October 20th, 7 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You do not need to be there live because everyone gets a recording and all the resources, but you do need to register beforehand in order to access those recordings. So uh, you can learn all about that at coreymascara.com forward slash retreat. That's not right. <laughs> coreymascara.com forward slash masterclass. So many hyperlinks to keep in mind. Thanks, everyone. Have a good day. I will talk to you tomorrow. And until then, as always, take care.